0: European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 43, Focus Issue, Congenital Heart Disease, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. The growing population of patients with adult congenital heart disease, novel insights into treatment, participation to competitive sport, and care planning. This is a focus issue on congenital heart disease, or CHD. The population of adults with congenital heart disease has risen dramatically over the last 60 years, in large part due to the success of cardiac surgery and paediatric cardiac care. In most Western civilizations, greater than 85% of babies born with CHD can now expect to survive to adulthood. Almost 1 in 100 babies are born with CHD and the adult population of patients in Europe is estimated at 2.3 million in the US greater than a million both outnumbering the paediatric CHD population. This leads to unique challenges that the surgical and medical community alongside the patients themselves face. Some have largely been overcome while others remain to be solved. In addition there are unexpected new challenges which have emerged. This issue addresses some of these challenges regarding treatment, participation in competitive sports, and advanced care planning in adults with congenital heart disease. The first contribution is a clinical research article entitled Current use and safety of novel oral anticoagulants in adults with congenital heart disease results of a nationwide analysis including more than 44,000 patients by Gerhard Paul Dieller from the University Hospital Münster, Germany, and colleagues. Although the use of novel oral anticoagulants, or NOACs, is well established in patients with atrial fibrillation and pulmonary thromboembolism, their value in patients with adult CHD, or ACHD, is still largely unexplored. The authors evaluated the use of NOACs compared to vitamin K antagonists, or VKAs, in ACHD, An assessed outcome in a nationwide analysis. Using data from one of Germany's largest health insurers, all ACHD patients treated with VKAs or NOACs were identified and changes in prescription patterns assessed. Furthermore, the association between anticoagulation regime and complications including mortality was studied. About 44,000 ACHD patients were included between 2005 and 2018, the use of oral anticoagulants in ACHD increased from 6.3% to 12.4%. Since NOAX became available, the utilisation increased constantly, accounting for 45% of prescribed anticoagulants in ACHD in 2018. ACHD patients on NOACs had higher thromboembolic, 3.8% versus 2.8%, major cardiovascular events, 7.8% versus six per cent, bleeding rates, eleven point seven percent versus nine percent, and all cause mortality, four per cent versus two point eight per cent, all P less than zero point zero five after one year of therapy compared to VKAs. After comprehensive adjustment for patient characteristics, NOACs were still associated with increased risk of major cardiovascular events, hazard ratio 1.22, and increased all-cause mortality, hazard ratio 1.43, during long-term follow-up. The authors conclude that despite the lack of prospective studies in ACHD, NOACs are increasingly replacing VKAs and now account for almost half of all oral anticoagulant prescriptions particularly NOACs were associated with excess long-term risk of major cardiovascular events and mortality. In this nationwide analysis, emphasising the need for prospective studies before solid recommendations for their use in ACHD can be provided. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Frans van der Werff from the KU Leuven in Belgium and colleagues. They note that awaiting the results of control studies It is wise to use VKAs as the standard anticoagulant therapy in ACHD and consider NOACs for selected cases after consultation with a multidisciplinary team. The COMPARE trial showed a small but significant beneficial effect of 3-year Losartan treatment on aortic root dilatation rate in adults with Marfan syndrome or MFS. However, no significant effect was found on clinical endpoints, possibly due to a short follow-up period. In a clinical research manuscript entitled Long-Term Clinical Outcomes of Losartin in Patients with Marfan Syndrome, follow-up of the Multicenter Randomized Control Compare Trial. Mitzi van Andel from the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands and colleagues investigated the long-term clinical outcomes of Losartin treatment. In the original COMPARE study, inclusion 2008-2009, 233 adult patients with MFS were randomly allocated to either the angiotensin-2 receptor blocker losartin on top of regular treatment, beta blockers in 71% of patients, or no additional medication. After the COMPARE trial period of three years, study subjects chose whether to continue with losartin medication or not. In the median follow-up period of 8 years, 75 patients continued losartan medication, whereas 78 patients, originally allocated to the control group, never used Losartin after inclusion. No difference existed between baseline characteristics of the two groups, except for age at inclusion and beta-blocker use. Losartin 81%, control 64%. Clinical endpoints, defined as all-cause mortality, aortic dissection stroke rupture, elective aortic root replacement, reoperation, and vascular graft implantation beyond the aortic root were compared between the two groups. A per-patient composite endpoint was also analysed. Patients who used Losartin during the entire follow-up period showed a reduced number of events compared to the control group, exhibited a significantly low number of deaths, 0 versus 5, and aortic dissection, three versus eleven. They also experience a non-significant low number of elective aortic root replacement, ten versus thirteen. Reoperation, one versus two. Vascular graft implantation beyond the aortic root, zero versus three. These results remain similar when corrected for age and beta blocker use in a multivariate analysis. Fernandele et al. conclude that these results suggest a clinical benefit of combined losartan and beta-blocker treatment in patients with MFS. The manuscript is accompanied by an editorial by Guillaume jean Jeandu from the Hôpital Bichat in Paris, France. Jeandu and colleagues conclude by noting that they hope a forthcoming meta-analysis combining all randomized studies already published or unpublished will confirm the early results of this study. This issue continues with the special article, Recommendations for Participation in Competitive Sport in Adolescents and Adult Athletes with Congenital Heart Disease, or CHD. Position Statement of the Sports Cardiology Exercise Section of the European Association of Preventative Cardiology, or EAPC. The European Society of Cardiology, or ESC, Working Group on Adult Congenital Heart Disease, and the Sports Cardiology, Physical Activity and Prevention Working Group of the Association for European Paediatric and Congenital Cardiology, or AEPC, by Werner Butz from the Catholic University Leuven in Belgium and colleagues. The authors note that improved clinical care has led to an increased number of ACHD patients engaging in leisure time and competitive sports activities. Although the benefits of exercise in patients with ACHD are well-established, there is a low but appreciable risk of exercise-related complications. Published exercise recommendations for individuals with ACHD are predominantly centred around anatomic lesions, hampering an individualized approach to exercise advice in this heterogeneous population. This document presents an update of the recommendations for competitive sport participation in athletes with cardiovascular disease. It introduces an approach which is based on assessment of hemodynamic, electrophysiological and functional parameters rather than anatomic lesions. The recommendation provides a comprehensive assessment algorithm which allows for patient-specific assessment and risk stratification of athletes with ACHD who wish to participate in competitive sports. Finally, this issue also contains the special article Recommendations for Advanced Care Planning in Adults with Congenital Heart Disease A position paper from the ESC Working Group of Adult Congenital Heart Disease The Association of Cardiovascular Nursing and Allied Professions, or ACNAP The European Association for Palliative Care, or EAPC And the International Society for Adult Congenital Heart Disease or ISA-CHD, by Markus Schwersmann from the University of Bern in Switzerland and colleagues. The authors remind us that survival prospects in ACHD, although improved in recent decades, still remain below expectation for the general population. Patients and their loved ones benefit from preparation for both unexpected and predictable deaths, sometimes preceded by a prolonged period of declining health. Hence. Advanced care planning, or ACP, is an integral part of comprehensive care ACHD. This position paper summarises evidence regarding benefits of and patients' preferences for ACP and provides practical advice regarding the implementation of ACP processes with clinical ACHD practice. They suggest that ACP be delivered as a structured process across different stages with content dependent on the anticipated disease progression. They also acknowledge potential barriers to initiate ACP discussions and emphasize the importance of a sensitive and situation-specific communication style. Conclusions presented in this paper reflect agreed expert opinions and include both patient and provider perspectives. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.